0: Hi, I'm Brim Bamber, and this is the Burnout to podcast, where you'll learn how to go from overworked and overwhelmed to a place where you realize your sensitivity is your greatest gift, and you're energized by both your work and your life. Here we go. I couldn't get my microphone to connect, so I finally got it working, and I'm like, yay! And then... I'm asking myself, what am I talking about again? I got preoccupied by the whole microphone debacle, but we are back on track and I am super excited to talk about goal setting for people pleasers and in particular, some of the hang ups, some of the roadblocks that people pleasers run into that can make goal setting really difficult. If you've ever said goal setting doesn't work for me or I really don't like goal setting, this episode is exactly for you. We're going to talk about what often blocks people pleasers from achieving your goals and how to overcome it What are the strategies? How can you bring awareness to these blocks and begin to heal them? So I am a recovering people pleaser myself for those of you who maybe don't know me that well. I think if you've been following me for a while, you probably have picked that up already. And so I got messages when I was growing up because of some of the things that happened in my childhood I got the message that if I take care of myself I hurt other people I also got the message or had the experience that when I took care of other people The way to do it was by to suppress my own needs, to pretend that I didn't have needs, to help the other person to take care of them, and then to hope that my needs got met a little bit later on. So my needs were not always met as a child, and this is a strategy I learned to get my needs met, was take care of other people, and then hopefully I'll get A little bit of my needs met but I learned that if I asked directly to get my needs met that didn't go well (laughs) so I somehow imprinted it imprinted in my mind that if I take care of myself it's at the expense of someone else and if I take care of someone else, it's ultimately at the expense of myself. And so this fundamental belief that shaped so many of my decisions and shaped so much of my people pleasing in the coming years is actually what stopped me from setting goals, what stopped me from achieving goals when I did them because I'll explain how that played out in my goal setting. So um, I would say the first area where I first finally took on some goal setting and started eventually achieving some goals but went many years needing to work on this area of my life but refusing to was my mental health. And so I'm someone who has struggled with relatively intense anxiety for most of my life. When I first had anxiety, I had no idea I was anxious because my whole internal narrative was everyone has anxiety and this is just the way it is. Everyone's stressed. This is normal. Not realizing the levels of anxiety that I had were not healthy levels of anxiety. But I, I didn't even really know how anxious I was. So that was the first block of like not even being aware that I needed mental health support. But another level was I had this belief that if I stop and I take care of my mental health, I'm going to hurt people. It's going to be at the expense of hurting other people. And the specific beliefs that manifested for me and helped me to maintain this activity of trying to take care of the whole world, but not myself, was I when I was in my early 20s, I started learning about privilege. And basically my internal narrative was I am so privileged. There is not time for me to take care of myself, or I don't deserve to take care of myself because so many people have it harder than me. And so I just need to go out and I need to help those other people. And I also somehow believed that if I took care of myself, it would be at the expense of hurting other people in the world. Which, I mean, now when I look back on it, it's kind of counterintuitive because I'm realizing The more I take care of myself, the more energy I do have to give to other people, the more time and support I can help other people of all levels of privilege, and the more I can. If I am. Uh, taking care of, if I take care of myself, the more energy I have to participate in activism, the more financially stable I am, the more I can donate to charities I believe in. So in all these ways, I'm starting to see that 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 belief wasn't really true, but that belief ran me for a long time and that I think is why it took me Burning out at the age of 24, my first job, um, and that was finally the wake-up call that let me take care of myself. I was working at my dream job, but then I somehow could barely get out of bed in the morning and go to work, and that was kind of my first rude awakening or slap in the face that made me realize, okay... I need, there's something going on with my mental health here. I need some support so that I can keep doing the good work. At that time, I was working at a nonprofit. I was working with marginalized youth. I was trying to support them and I was burning myself out doing that. And that was my, the beginning of my awakening that I need to take care of myself. If I don't take care of myself at all, I burn out. And then I can't help anyone because I'm burnt out. So then I started to take my mental health a little bit more seriously. I started to create mental health goals. And at that time, it wasn't super conscious. Like I didn't write in my journal, I want my mental health to improve. But I started taking action towards healing my mental health, setting goals for myself in this more subtle way, and making progress. I mean, I quit my job, I realized I couldn't do this job anymore, and I moved to an ashram which is a spiritual community it's a yoga retreat and study center and I studied meditation and I studied yoga and I became a yoga teacher and I did all of this healing on myself and I realized that I could help more people by taking care of myself so that was like that belief was starting to shift I was seeing how when I take care of me I can help even more people. But, you know, the beliefs we have in childhood, they don't just dissipate. And even if you heal them in one area, sometimes they pop up in another area. Basically, that's what happened to me. So, you know, fast forward five years after leaving the ashram and and having done all this healing, the belief was still lurking for me but it was kind of it had I had overcome it in this mental health area but it was still lurking in other areas so then I you know I I became a mental health professional because of my own struggles and wanting to help people who are having similar struggles and I um started a business because I I studied something called core energetics that was totally life-changing for me that really shifted my relationship with my anxiety and a bunch of areas of my life, pleasure and joy and stability, all these areas. And so this modality was really helping me, so that's what I decided to study and train in, which was amazing. my four years studying this was amazing and my I was really happy with uh, the teachers at my school are all long-term practitioners so I wasn't being taught by you know grad students who had barely worked in private practice or you know researchers that weren't in the field like the people, the teachers at my school are really masters of core energetics. They're people who have their own large practices, are doing this work every day, love this work, and then they were teaching us. So I was so happy with my decision to go to the school. And the one thing that happened is when you're a core energetics practitioner, you don't qualify to be a registered psychotherapist in Ontario where I live. And so that meant that anywhere that was hiring a registered psychotherapist, I couldn't apply for those jobs. Basically what it ended up with is that I had to go into private practice. I had to start my own business because the certification that I got was so specific it wouldn't be recognized the way if I had chosen to study social work would be recognized. And so five years later, I'm starting my own private practice. I'm starting to see clients and I'm starting to set financial goals for my business because I wanna do this full time and to do it full time, you have to make enough money (laughs) to live on. And then this belief was creeping up again. There was some part of me that was believing that if I take care of myself financially, the way that I do that is I'm going to do that by hurting people. So I'm going to do that by coercing people to work with me or tricking them into work with, tricking them to give me their money. Or if I raised my rates, I was hurt hurting the people by raising my rates. And so thinking all of these thoughts about how me working towards my goal of financial stability was going to hurt other people because this thought was still ingrained, this old belief was still ingrained in me. And so, of course, you know, that made it very difficult to promote myself at all because why would if i thought by promoting myself and promoting my services i was hurting people obviously i didn't want to do it <laughs> you know i think for a lot of us who are people pleasers and who have our own businesses if you have this belief this is why you don't like sales this is why you don't like marketing if you have this belief of course you don't want to do it of course you don't want to market your business if you think in order to take care of yourself financially you have to coerce hurt other people and so you know again this belief was coming up and this can be applied to whatever area you have your goal in i mean another area could be a health goal a physical health goal and you think by going to the gym you're taking time away from your loved ones or taking time away from your family. You can think about by eating healthy, you are you know, taking money away from some other person you could be spending that money on or some other organi- organization you could be spending that money with. So this, no matter what area your goal in, if you have this thought, it's insidious. Like, it's really going to make whatever goal you want to create very difficult. So, yeah, the, the good news is that the most powerful first step in healing this belief and healing it so that you can work towards your goals in a way that feels good is awareness. So you're already there basically you've listened this far in the podcast if you're starting to recognize hey maybe this belief maybe I have this belief too maybe it's impacting me in some way and it might not sound exactly the way my you know my brain does but something of a similar flavor congratulations you're already on the way to changing it just having the awareness is gonna allow you to change it and the next step in healing this is to continue to build your awareness of it. So, what I mean by that is the more these insidious beliefs are hidden in the unconscious, the more they just run, they just make you feel like shit. Like if, you know, if you are a business owner and you hate sales and you just feel like shit when you go to sell, and then you don't do it, or you force yourself to do it, but it's, you really, you do come off sleazy, because you think you have to come off sleazy, and that's the only way you're going to make money, <laughs> um, then, you know, it's just running unconsciously, it's either making you hide or hustle, and neither of those are going to work towards your goal, which is, building your business in a way that helps you and supports you and, you know, supports your clients or customers, supports the people that you work with. So I want you to keep digging in here, keep growing your awareness. So the way you're going to do that is I have a journal, a couple journal prompts for you. And I want you to listen to them and think about them. And I really, really encourage you to actually open a notebook and write these things down because the healing is going to be 10 times more if you slow down your brain enough to write this out. Just thinking about it isn't as nearly as effective as putting it on paper. And if you absolutely hate journaling, you're not a journaler at all, you can do the same thing, but record it as an audio file in your phone. And so you're you're recording this. It's something you can look back on. It's something you can listen to. So please, actually do the journal prompts. I know you're probably like running an errand right now or on the treadmill or whatever. (laughs) So you might not be able to do this right now, but I really encourage you to, to set aside some time later today and to do this work. So the first prompt is just explore in what ways is this true? In what ways is it true that if I take care of myself, I'm going to hurt people? Or when I take care of others, I hurt myself. And Just journal. Just let your thoughts. Just let your brain think whatever it thinks. Um, When I did this exercise on my own, I thought, you know, if I'm mean (laughs) to my sister, sometimes I'll get some sort of sense of satisfaction from that. And so that's a way that I take care of myself, but I hurt someone else. And then when I thought about it more, I was like, that's not really taking care of myself or her. It's not really good for me when I'm mean to her. So that doesn't, it was kind of disqualified. Um, Then I thought about the example, what if I cancel a coffee date because I'm totally overwhelmed and my friend is disappointed? that I canceled the coffee date. And so just let your brain, you know, just whatever comes out for you, just write it all down. In what ways is this true? And then once you're kind of out of ideas of in what ways is, the tr- is this true, I want you to look at in what ways is the opposite true? In what ways, if I take care of myself, I can help more people? And so when I went into that journaling exercise myself, I saw that the more full I am, the more energy I have, the better I am at serving my clients, the better I am at recording this podcast and helping as many people as possible for free (laughs) through this podcast the more um, I take care of myself financially, the more money I have to, you know, buy product produce from local organic farmers. The more money I have to spend on local businesses. That you know, it's like often a little bit more expensive to buy from a local, like a local sustainable product, versus getting whatever the cheapest option is on Amazon. And if I have more money, I'm going to be able to donate more to the charities and organizations I believe in. So the more I take care of myself, the more I can take care of the world. And I started to build on that. The more I take care of myself, the more I can be fully loving and present for my partner when he's going through something hard. I just started to write all of the ways. So I want you to write all of the ways if you take care of yourself, you can help more people. And so to start to get awareness of what are the thoughts that are think believing that it's true and examine them for validity. And maybe you will find a couple that you'll say, hey, that is an example where I take care of myself and there seems to be some sort of negative consequence for someone else. And then to see all the ways that it isn't true and all the ways when you take care of yourself, you have more energy, love to give to the world. And, you know, see which of those lists is longer, which of those lists has more thoughts that you would think are valid and true. So you can really see is this old belief true and is it serving you? And the more that you do this exercise, the more that you look at your thoughts around this, the more that goal setting is going to become easier. Because when we set a goal, it, it usually is in some way to take care of yourself. And so if you think taking care of yourself is hurting other people, of course, it's going to be so hard to work on the goal. So the more that you can debunk that old story that comes from what you were told as a child, most likely, or maybe some of your experiences as a child, the more... Creating your goals is going to be easy. It's going to be those goals that right now seem like so elusive and so difficult. And how could I ever do that? Once you have this block out of the way, you're going to know how to do it. You're going to know how to get the help you need, the support you need for your mental health, to make more money either in your business or in your day job how to, you know, take better care of your physical health. All of those things are easy when you believe if I take care of myself, I'm going to be helping the world. I'm going to be able to help more people in my life. So as I said before, please do the journal exercise. Do not skip it. Do not just listen to this. Set aside some time later today, sometime this week, and actually put pen to paper. And let me know how it goes. If you love this and are ready to dive into creating the sacred goal that you want to creating this big change in your life, this is the exact work that I do with clients, I would absolutely love to support you if it feels to both of us like it's a good fit i do have a few slots open for one-on-one clients right now and so if you want to learn more about that send me an email Bryn at BrynBamber.com, and we can set up a phone call <coughs> where we can explore you know what your sacred goals are what people-pleasing blocks or maybe other blocks might be in the way how you can start to heal those, and whether you and I working together is going to be the support that's really going to accelerate that process. So, Bryn at BrynBamber.com, it's B R Y N at B A M as in mother, B as in Bob E R.com, and I will put that in the show notes for you as well. Okay, if you liked. This episode, I would love if you would subscribe on whatever podcast app you're on. And if you have the time to do a rating and review, that really helps more people to find the podcast. And since one of my goals is to help as many people as possible, people who I don't even know on their healing journeys. I would love if you would subscribe, give it a rating, give it a even write it a review if you have a little bit of time. And I also totally want your honest feedback, so give me 5 stars if you believe that this podcast is worth 5 stars and if not um Give me however many stars you think and and let me know because I want to always be improving this and making it better. So I'd love to hear from you. Okay, that's so many things you have to do. You have to journal, you have to email me if you want to book a consultation and explore whether working together is a good fit and write a rating and a review. So much homework. Okay, I believe in you. I believe you'll prioritize which of those is most important and do those first. And I'm excited to talk to you in a few weeks. Okay, take the best possible care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to pick up my free guide, Reduce Stress and Get an Hour of Your Day Back. You can find that at BrynBamber.com relax. That's B-R-Y-N-B-A-M-B-E-R dot relax. Have a lovely and relaxing day.